0: Does Patrick Mahomes need seven Super Bowls to be considered the greatest of all time? Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, Mandalay Bay Convention Center. We are caught up in all of the Super Bowl hype.
4: Yeah, I mean, the way people name greatest of all time now, and I'm sorry, I'm just going to go right there. The fact that people are having LeBron as the GOAT shows that you do not have to have the same number of titles to at least claim GOAT status in some people's mind. To me, it's overblown. I think we get caught up in recency bias on these debates. The dudes at two Super Bowls, the same as Eli Manning right now. The same (laughs) as- they
5: look a little different. They
4: look a little different, but my point is he's closer to Eli than he is Tom Brady in seven. I mean, come on, what are we doing here?
0: Okay, so first of all, he's on the doorstep. Like if he wins the third in five years, then the conversation I think gets a lot more meat on the bone, but why I think Mahomes and Brady are now getting talked about so much together is because Mahomes doesn't have a natural rival right now. Somebody else has to step up and start beating him more consistently. Joe Burrow's got to stay healthy. Yep. Josh Allen's actually got to win a couple of yes. these. Lamar Jackson has to do his part. We'll see now Justin Herbert with Jim Harbaugh. If they have something to say about it. Tua. I mean, there's a lot of candidates out there.
4: I'm a big quarterback guy, but yeah. are you forgetting uh, the other 21 players who start on this team? Yes. I mean, come on. These guys have to do it. Josh Allen does have to do it alone. They everyone needs their team to step up. And Baltimore, by the way, their offensive coach has to call a run play. In the <laughs> well, half. There's to so much more going on.
0: Relitigate the NFC championship, and there
4: all are a lot of quarterbacks and teams that are really close. I mean, Kansas City was the number three seed this year. They just—it's not like they're so far and above these guys that—and they have not won this game yet either. Are we jumping ahead of ourselves?
0: You know, are we jumping ahead? Listen, I think that this is not just a fan conversation. This is not just something for us people and fans in the media. I think the players themselves are more into this than they will let on. Patrick Mahomes will say the right thing, so let's hear a little of Mahomes last night, opening night. uh, He was asked about the comps between him and Tom. I
6: know I'm blessed to be around a lot of great players around me, Um, and so right now it's doing whatever I can to beat a great 49ers team and trying to get that third ring, and then if you ask me that question in like 15 years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven, but seven seems like a long ways away still.
0: Okay, the right thing to say, it's true, factually accurate, seven is more than two, but Mahomes also said last night, we're trying to, quote, put our stamp on NFL history. These guys are focused on the game, no doubt, but you don't think they understand where they are on the chessboard at all times, and when you get to elite status like Mahomes, it's natural, I think, to start thinking, hey, am I going to be remembered in the same conversation as Brady? Is there a way I could pass him? No,
4: I I think that... Actually, every player and every team wants to win this Super Bowl. I mean, no, he's not really, looking like, past it. I'm yeah, saying. yeah. No, but I I think three in five years is incredible. Yeah. But it also could go away like that. They could win their third or not win their third. Aaron, if you had told me in Aaron Rodgers when he won, he beat the Steelers, I think it was 10, yep. that that was the last time he was going to win the Super Bowl, I would not have believed it. And even with this dynasty, Andy Reid could retire next year. Travis Kills. I don't think the Chiefs are so far ahead of everybody else that they're even going to win one or two more Super Bowls. I mean, it's so much parody now it's even different than brady i, I do not see this anywhere getting anywhere near 7 to okay. be honest
0: so we're asking the question does mahomes need 7 super bowls to be considered the greatest of all time does he have, is this simply a ring count and i think because of the sport because it's football and it's such a team game yeah. that means it's not about the ring yeah. count that because other factors have to play in you know what if brady didn't have adam Vinatieri? you know the because other people have to factor into this it's not just about the rings, it's how it's going to look. Mahomes being the more athletic quarterback. Yeah. Mahomes may be doing this in a shorter timeline. Say he gets, you know, six and 12 years, where it took Tom six. Brady seven and 23 years. There's going to be these other parts of this conversation yeah. that are going to become relevant because this is the ultimate team game. To just ring chase, like we're talking about LeBron and Michael, it doesn't apply to the NFL. I
4: think he's got to get past four to even start the conversation because he'll be tied with montana at four tom's gonna have that seven above everybody if yeah six of course but that's such a long way away even four in this they're two-point underdogs are we forgetting that fact too they have not won this super bowl i I think a lot of people think they will but my point is it's such a fine line for patrick mahomes if he wins three to me he's not even approaching seven Give me a number. Give me, what is the number you need? Are you not willing to even give a number yet?
0: I, I honestly, I, I kind of agree with you about four. Yeah. I think four, we're starting, especially if it's a condensed amount yeah. of time. I think that we're going to start to maybe, uh, you know, you'll re examine some of Brady's Super Bowls. You'll start looking a little bit yeah. more at the first three. three. Start looking at the defense and how good they were. And well,
4: that you could say for Mahomes this year, too. And
0: Mahomes for this year, I mean, if you're going to get into these lofty goal like areas that we talk about elite you're going to have to win multiple ways. I mean,
4: Bradshaw won four in, what, eight or nine years, and he's nowhere near this GOAT conversation. So it's a kind of a fickle topic i just think there's recency bias here with mahomes and he is more talented but by the way everyone's gonna everyone's gonna look like patrick mahomes in five years there's gonna be a lot of talented guys coming to the nfl because they're all copying him
0: caleb williams has already said there's nothing patrick mahomes can do on a football field that i can't do and he's never taken an nfl snap (laughs) way to set the bar for yourself (laughs) uh ej can we update some poll results please we put it out on twitter at maggie and pearl you can find us on all social media platforms what do we have on the Mahomes conversation?
3: Okay, so we asked the question earlier in the show. You know, basically, is uh, Pat Mahomes does he have to get to seven rings in order to catch the goat, Tom Brady? So we asked this question pulling the polls now. <laughs> uh, so give me one second. <laughs> but the uh, polls, as we said right now, sixty percent say uh, yes, he needs seven rings to pass Ooh, Tom Brady as wow. the goat. Right now, thirty, a little less than forty percent say uh, no.
0: Interesting. I'm willing to apply a little more you know, nuance to this conversation as opposed to just like, here's the rings on the wall type of yeah. thing. Yeah.
4: Well, you agree that there is a tendency to maybe think the thing you watch in your sports prime is the best. Like, for example, EJ, your sports prime, you're going to have a different goat than me. I mean, mm-hmm. my goat is probably Michael Jordan and Brady. I do think that every individual, and whether you're talking about a fan or you're actually talking about an athlete, like, we didn't see Babe Ruth. We didn't see Mickey right. Mantle. So we don't, you know, I think you never have all the information in this debate at all.
0: No, well, the good thing about Brady is he played forever. Yeah. <laughs>
4: so right. most Multiple generations know four. Brady.
0: Yeah, everyone knows that He beat guy.
4: Patrick Mahomes in a Super
3: Bowl. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and in an AFC Championship. Yeah,
3: and an AFC Championship. But
4: yeah, like, we talked last night about Bill Russell. Like, if you're really going to do a ring thing, then Bill Russell is the guy. But, like, we're like, yeah, no, we never saw him. So we don't even know. I think
3: it's a great point because actually we've and we talked about it on this show. Uh, how often when you talked about people, people my age, millennial, yeah. young millennials, thirty year olds, and such, how many of them will run to when basketball conversation? Kobe Bryant being the goat, which yeah, 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 to, yeah. In a historical context, not to disrespect Kobe, he's obviously a legend, but it sounds insane because if you think about all the other guys that have won more championships, won more MVPs, and things like that. Kobe, great accomplishments, but yeah. not to that level. But they saw Kobe Bryant be the best player in the NBA for 10 years. That's the guy that they saw. So they can't run to Michael or run to Magic or Kareem or guys like that because they didn't watch them.
4: Yeah, it's like if no one went up to Patrick Mahomes yesterday and say, how do you feel like you compare to Bart Starr?
0: Right. <laughs> well, Graham. And Mahomes, Maybe you know, the I'm, Blue man group asked yeah, him yeah. that. I'm not sure.
4: <laughs> yeah, he would have been like, well, I'm a big fan of the Bart Starr. <laughs> you know, how quarterbacks answer all these questions. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, but I, for them, and again, I, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and does he need seven titles to be considered the GOAT. We we think this is a fan conversation. It's the athletes themselves are more engaged in this. I bet if you did ask Mahomes that Bart Starr question, I know you're joking around. Yeah. I think they all watch old film of these guys. I think you become obsessed with the position. Some athletes don't know about anyone who came before them mm. and, and at nothing, but I think with a lot of, with certain athletes, Kobe was one of them, obviously, emulated Jordan so much. There are some who will watch old film. I mean, Peyton Manning was watching every quarterback under the sun. He would talk about them like a historian of the game.
4: You watch a Netflix series on Patrick Mahomes. Yep. He was way too busy with childcare to watch a <laughs> film of Bart Starr. I know. Maybe yeah. when he
0: was younger. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, YouTube highlights. It's not like you have to go searching through the Library of Congress. But you're
4: right, though. I do think it, I think a lot of athletes are different. I think some are obsessed with the past. Peyton Manning and understand the history. Some are more in the moment. There are a lot of. We talk to young athletes or see young athletes who they don't even know. they are Michael Jordan. You're like, oh, the shoot guy like they don't even like there are a lot of young athletes who aren't fans of their sport even
0: okay well this is interesting you know cousin sal does a podcast with bill simmons he was he said this story and i think it's true that the all the cowboys who wore 88 all have a text thread oh that's fun yeah so that's pretty cool and they're like this is cousin sal's story i'm just taking it because i heard on the podcast but i think we underestimate when you're actually doing this for a living how much you interact with people from a different era.
4: Yeah, but you know that. You could ask any company in the draft, who's your favorite NFL team growing up? I didn't watch NFL football. That is a, such a common answer. Okay,
0: but if I ask CD Lamb, who's Drew Pearson, he's going to know who it is.
4: He might know Drew Pearson, but he might not know who... Um, like give, like give Steve Audrens. Steve Larger, like I'm right. telling you, football fans, football players are oblivious. A lot of them do not like to watch football. Interesting, because they do it all day. It's like we don't want to go home and listen to another sports talk radio station. I'm telling you, they they do not know their history. I
0: know, but we know a lot about radio just simply by being in this business.
4: You ever heard of young NBA ask NBA players at the draft? Go go quiz them on the NBA history. They go as far back as like
0: six months. Paris
4: Levert <laughs> is like an old timer to them. <laughs> that's, what's, that's
3: what's Laverne. been so funny about a lot of these go conversations has been. You yeah. will hear these people say things about guys that they didn't watch, and you're like, "How could you say that?" Like people, the big thing will be, "Well, did Mike really play defense?" We're like, "Uh, yes, <laughs> he was, <laughs> oh he was amazing defensively." Well, that's complicated.
4: He didn't. He didn't. But at the end of his career, he didn't cover his man. He just ball hawked for steals. Yeah, don't I, don't
3: tell Jeff Van Gunny that he will. <laughs> he said a bunch of times how it wasn't the triangle offense that killed us; it was trying to yeah, score yeah. on
4: Pippen and Jordan. Well, I'm just saying that Pip would Anyway,
0: <laughs> <laughs> there we go.
4: Jordan played the passing lanes, and it was amazing at it.
0: So the question about Mahomes, does he need seven Super Bowls to pass Tom Brady as the GOAT? Of course, we've got a game right in front of us here, which is the stark difference in these two quarterbacks. You were talking about last night, where yeah. opening night, sort of media night uh, for the NFL, and just seeing up on stage, you know, Mahomes, who's still young, but has been here so many times versus the sort of babyface Brock Purdy, babyface assassin, Brock Purdy, who, you know, doesn't seem overwhelmed by the moment yeah. at all, but there was definitely felt like a difference between the two guys just physically standing there.
4: Yeah, I mean, the, you can't help but notice the history and this level of success. But one thing, do you buy their sort of budding friendship? It seemed like they were fans of each other. So
3: that's a funny thing you mentioned that. Yeah. Is Papa Holmes doing a little Michael, where he's kind of befriending yeah. all of his rivals? Because Michael did it, and... His rivals now think for sure he did it on purpose.
0: Bill Russell, the same way, we became yeah. friends exactly. with Will Chamberlain, right? right? To try to make him comfortable and and try to.
3: Mike Mike get did his it with Pat Ewing, yeah. did it with Charles Barkley. These guys were his buddies and his friends and. Then he would rip these guys' heads off when the game started.
4: That was a plot on HBO's Winning Time about the Lakers, how Dr. J befriended Magic, and then they played in the finals three times, and Magic eventually learned to screw Dr. J and and killed him on the court.
0: Okay, we see that our next guest has arrived, the one and only Peter King. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll ask Peter this question about Mahomes and Brady. We're going to do all that next. Don't move a muscle. We're back in moments. CBS Sports Radio. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
4: Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. This
5: is Rihanna. This is I know, girl. I'm just
4: saying the heated debates about best halftime shows. I know our next guest is more with me on his <laughs> favorite uh, halftime show. Actually, I, Peter King is here. Uh, I don't know, do you even watch halftime? You've been in so many, how many Super Bowls have you been to? Well,
7: yeah. I'll tell you this, the last time I did not do any work at halftime was in New Orleans for the U2 halftime. Oh, I, I, oh one. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was oh, a long time. That was like 20 okay. years ago, oh, two. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but no, most mostly because listen, like I did. Now I did watch Tom Petty, but most <laughs> of the acts now I don't know their music. Like I don't know anything by Usher. I mean, talk about dating me or something. I, I just I don't know these things. I I'm in the world of, you know, this happened. I forget what year, but it was a few years ago. Brett Musburger was doing a college football game I think on ABC and in the fourth quarter he said you're going to want to stick around after this because we've got that bright new artist coming on our TV Beyonce
0: <laughs> <laughs>
7: and uh, and so and so and you know that's kind of me yeah. but I must say even <laughs> I knew her name was Beyonce.
0: Beyonce. 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 <laughs> oh, boy. Peter King is here. Football morning in America. Uh, we love him. We worked with him. You guys are just talking about how Perloff used to edit your column yeah. so yeah. many years ago. So cool. Uh, okay, one of the questions. Andrew
7: Perloff has reinvented himself about 16 times, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. That's what a success story. Thing. I, I really love it. I how about this? really, really love it. Peter, dude.
0: so I think you would appreciate this. One of the things we did yesterday off of Radio Row is we went to a Vegas-themed wedding. And wow. yeah, it was great. It was actually people renewing their vows, but they let us come and be a fly on the wall and shoot some video. We're doing it for social and it was touching. And they were a little bit sort of hesitant, you know, hey, yeah. what are you doing? How many cameras are you bringing? Until I told them that I was bringing Andrew Burloff. It was like, I'm bringing McLovin oh, from the Dan Patrick show. Doors wow, open. Wow,
7: that is so fantastic. This is what it's like
0: to be in Vegas with I Andrew love that. <laughs> Actually, you
4: know, I used to talk about it editing your column was like my claim to fame because uh, i could we all we all have war stories from editing peter because you have to admit you file late at night on yeah, sunday morning yeah. so all the editors would be like oh my gosh it's, it's 4 a.m and it's it's it was a real great experience so i gotta tell you one one of the highlights of my career was editing monday morning quarterback yeah because the amount of work <laughs> you put into that is uh i don't i mean it's sort of unprecedented and, and Anyway, I just want to say that, and also I was there with Dr. Z and Peter, so it was a dream oh, yeah, team that was i fun. mean dr z Peter Mike Silver, we were talking about the old sports Illustrated crew last night, yeah. can you imagine all the talent in that room covering football?
7: hey look yeah. you know i i just I weep now because yeah. of s i but you know i i'm I'm one of those it is what it is, guys, yeah, but there is something incredibly sad about Michael McCambridge, who wrote the big s i book and he's written a bunch of books he's got things in great perspective he said the, the worst thing about what's happening to SI absolute worst thing is that you're going to look back in 30 years and you're going to want to read about this incredible Super Bowl between Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes Mm -hmm. last pick in the draft versus one of the greatest quarterbacks ever you kidding me how bizarre is this and you're going to google or do whatever you do whatever AI stuff you're going to do in that generation yeah and you're not going to be able to find anything. You'll put, find a bunch of videos. You might find some column from 35 years ago describing the game. But it isn't like when something is made word mm-hmm. in Sports Illustrated. You know, You but know what's, anyway. fun, what's
0: interesting about that? Peter King is joining us here on the set. Football Morning in America. His podcast is amazing. Um We haven't stopped comparing guys, though, from different generations to now. That conversation isn't going anywhere, and we're doing it right this moment with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. We've been talking this morning. Does Mahomes need to win seven Super Bowls to be considered the greatest of all time? I'd love to know your thoughts on that.
7: I think it's hard to know what he needs to do Mm -hmm. because what I would say is that Nobody ever thought anybody would surpass Joe Montana. And then Brady surpassed them going 90 miles an hour on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, I don't know. I don't know what I, – all I can say is I thought Mahomes was interesting last night mm. when he was talking about, I, I mean, I want to play another 15 years. And why wouldn't you when the quarterback is protected the way this one is and when you're making – I don't know what he makes, $50 million a year, whatever, and he'll make a lot more. But I think there's one interesting thing to look at right now. This is the end of Patrick Mahomes' 60... It's his seventh year in football, but his sixth year as a regular starter. And in those six years, he's played in four championship... Or he's played in a championship game every year, and he's played in four Super Bowls. Mm. And now... Tom Brady didn't do that. Nope. Nobody has done that. Nobody. But I also remember, you know, the first Super Bowl I ever covered. This is my 40th one. First Super Bowl I ever covered. Montana Marino, Palo Alto, mm. Stanford. And uh, Montana wins and after the game everybody said, "Hey Dan, don't worry about it. You'll get back plenty of times. You'll you'll get back." And he never got back. Yep. He might be considered, I think he's the best quarterback to never win one. Mm. And and it's it's so incredibly sad. And you could tell later in life. I worked with him at HBO on Inside the NFL. It was just one of those things you really didn't bring up. Because it still him. It bothers him. It bothers them to this day. I mean, of course you accept it. What are you going to do? Go jump off a bridge? Right, right. You know, and I, I shouldn't make that line. But he's he basically... Everybody thought. So all I'm saying is Patrick Mahomes, I I don't know if he's going to get back to another one. I think he's going to get back to several, but you just don't know. And on the surface, I would say he probably does have to win as much as Brady won. But I think you have to judge that based on what happens in a guy's career rather than Projecting what's going to happen in his career,
4: but Brady and Belichick had twenty years. What's your sense of how this Chief team is going to stay together? Is Andy Reid, you know, in there's his a success? lot of, there's yeah. a lot
7: of, there's a lot of fluff out there about Andy Reid yeah. retiring. Uh, I don't think he's going to retire, and I don't know how much longer he's going to do it. Yeah. And I'll tell you the reason I don't think he's going to retire after the playoff win in Buffalo that broke Maggie's heart yeah. mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago.
0: One of several things.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just add I, to I'm list. not going back to co- to your college days, so <laughs> you stop that. <laughs> you just stop that. But, but I'll tell you, after that game, locker room is thinned out, and I asked if I could see Andy, and I sat in his office for 15 minutes. He didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. He... Loves hanging around shooting the breeze about this player that play or something and and I just walked out of there and I'd heard the rumors you know hey this is it for Andy this you know Clark Hunt might be looking for a new coach and all that and I just said this guy's not retiring mm. he just loves this too much he absolutely loves it and I'll just tell you one other thing so last year was corn dog uh This incredible play at the end of the game that they ran twice. Once on the right side with Kadarius Toney. Once on the left side with Sky Moore that won the Super Bowl. And this year, during the year, Andy took a play. They were playing New England, and their offense is awful. And he took a play from the Penn-Columbia game in 1945 (laughs) that Matt Nagy had brought to him. He saw on grainy film. And he goes, This guy's Mahomes, this guy's Jarek McKinnon, and Rashi Rice is this other guy. <laughs> yeah. And they did it. They practiced it and they put it in the Patriots. You could tell. They're looking around who's what? What what is what is Mahomes doing down in a three point stance? Mahomes said it was the first time I've been in a three point stance since I ran the forty at the combine. <laughs> and and but and after the game, Andy was just effervescent yeah. it's hard, you, nobody can imagine andy reed being so happy and excited but in his way he is
0: well and peter king is joining us football morning in america peter king podcasts all awesome you know to do that to belichick i don't of know course. if that's intentional but to pull out a play yeah. from 1940s columbia what did you say columbia yale the, that that yeah. seems like a belichick move and Now he's in the news because he didn't get hired. Do you you think that Belichick – is this a humbling moment, a soul-searching moment? moment? It's got to be. Or do you think everyone else is crazy for not hiring him? uh,
7: You know, I don't know. I haven't talked to Bill since 2006. But I do think Bill has to look at this and say, he's an intelligent guy. He's not one of these guys who's like, you know, who basically says, well, I'm right and all of you are wrong. He said, I'm going to learn from this. And I think what he's going to learn is I think you're going to see Bill Belichick is going to take a media job. Not that he's going to reinvent himself, Mm. but it's like, remember that thing he did, the NFL 100 with Eisen and Collinsworth? And he was excellent on there. There was one moment moment in that thing that I said, we need to see more of this out of Belichick. Mm. Joe Green came on Mm. and Eisen later told me, he said, let me ask the first question. Course, that's the first question, and he said to Joe Green. They they go, you know, they start the thing, the segment. They're taping it, and he goes to Joe Green. Hey, Joe, how many takes did it take you to throw that shirt to that kid in the Coke commercial? (laughs) And I mean, don't you know? Yeah. Off the wall, yeah. Belichick, you don't you don't think of that. Yeah. But I can tell you, based on a profile I did in Sports Illustrated in '04 on Belichick, that there's a lot of stuff in his past. I was in his boyhood room in Annapolis, Maryland. I saw the books on the bookshelf, Death Be Not Proud, and Hardy Boys books. He had the full collection. And just, he's just, uh, he he wasn't always the taciturn, dour, sour turd ball. Yeah, uh-huh. right. You know? Yeah, what
4: was, I'm sorry, what, was in, what happened in 2006? I was... Uh, spygate year or
7: what It was spygate yeah, yeah. Uh, I was highly highly critical of mm-hmm. him because if you remember this the previous year the NFL knew what the Patriots were doing taping other teams sidelines and so they sent out a blanket uh, oh, okay. a blanket uh, you know internal memo to every team mm. it's come to our attention that Perhaps multiple teams have been taping other sidelines and then matching cadences, all that stuff when they look back on it to steal signals. That's not allowed, don't do it again. In the first game the next year, Patriots at Jets, Belichick does it. Yeah. And I said, you know, this is shameful. It's shameful. He is flouting the rules. Whereas I think Deflate Gate was Roger Goodell. Uh, killing an ant with a sledgehammer, yeah, uh, way, yeah. way too much on that. and But in that one in 06, I think they couldn't come down hard enough on him, in my opinion.
4: So, Peter, you're obviously a huge baseball fan as well. The yeah. trend where the GM is the man on baseball teams and they yeah. hire a manager to be do his bidding. Now we have all these young coaches in the NFL. Are, is that what's happening here? Why are there a bunch of 36- and 37-year-old hires and Bill Belichick doesn't get a job?
0: Nor Vrabel, nor Pete Carroll.
7: Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised about Pete Carroll, really, mm. but you know his last few years were not great. Even and mm. even though Belichick's last few years weren't great, I think people still look at him as yeah. the god. Vrabel really surprises me. Mm. I am mystified by mm. that. But I think, and I wrote it in my Football Morning in America column last week, the watchword this year in coaching searches was collaborative. Mm. they want team players as coaches john schneider wants to be able to sit in the room with mike mcdonald and to say what do you think about this week what are what are we trying to do what and he wants to be able to say to him how about doing this not doing it but saying maybe we ought to think about this Mm. and i think honestly What Amy, I didn't think what Amy Adams Strunk did when she fired Vrabel and said, basically, we need more of a collaborative environment. I didn't think that much of it, but that turned out to be the most telling point that any owner in the NFL made this whole coach hiring season.
0: Peter King's joining us, Football Morning America, Peter King podcast. And of course, we all work together once upon a time at Sports Illustrated. You know, Peter has still got cowboy fans all over the country trying to recover from that devastating loss to the Packers, then Jerry Jones come out and said, we're going to be all in this year. Is this Jerry fluff, or is this (laughs) something that gives Cowboy fans that dirty four-letter word of hope?
7: I don't know. I mean, at some point, you are what you are. To me, the Dallas Cowboys are what they are. When is the last time the Dallas Cowboys have played great for 60 minutes in a huge game? There isn't one. You got to go back years and years and years. I mean, uh, you know. So look, I look. I really like Jerry Jones personally. I think he's been really, really good for football. But I also think that he kind of tries to find ways to. Uh, it's crazy. In in the oil business, you've got to be ruthless. In the football business, he's Mr. Nice Guy, Jason <laughs> uh-huh. Garrett for ten yeah. years. Oh, yeah, loyal. You know? He's, lo- he's loyal to his guys. Yeah. Yeah. And look, Mike McCarthy's won, whatever, 36 games the last three years. So it would be almost cruel and unusual punishment to fire him. But you tell me, do you have any faith that, it, that they're going to turn it around this year? Not turn it around, but take the next step? I, I just don't. And again, I will just say one other thing. Dak Prescott might be my favorite human being mm. in the NFL. But, man, he's not played good in these big games.
4: All right, Peter, real quick, Super Bowl, early take. I know you have a lot of reporting left. How does this game play out in your mind?
7: Kyle Shanahan said something to me on my ride to work with him last week that I wrote in my column yesterday. And, you know, he said this about gambling, okay? And his point was what is so crazy about gambling is I think I really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I really do. I'm positive. I know what's going on. And the game always turns out different than yeah. I thought. It. <laughs> and yeah. so that's kind of <clears throat> my feeling is I don't think in a game like this you pick against Mahomes. Yep. That's just my thought.
0: And yeah. you like Purdy. I, mean, I you said love Purdy. He was your MVP or close to it yeah. midway through the season. I remember. Yeah,
7: I love Purdy. I think Purdy's fantastic. I really do think that he is – not just a great story. I think he's a really, really good long-term quarterback. Yep. But he's also in this environment for the first time. It's a pressure defense. Steve Spagnola ripped Tom Brady's guts out when they were 18-0, and mm-hmm. and he's done it several times since. I don't know. I just, I, and I don't I – don't, I really don't have a strong feeling one way or the other, but I, I would lean Kansas City.
0: Is that the most interesting part of the Super Bowl to you or something else that you've – Got your eye on Brock Purdy. Yeah, Brock Purdy. This yeah. is his world we're living. It's in it.
7: a, it's an amazing story. Where
0: does he? Where? What's the right way to have a conversation about Brock? What, what do you think's right? It, elite quarterback, game manager. I mean, where? What do you? What do you do with Purdy?
7: In week five of this season, against the Dallas Cowboys, Brock Purdy did something that Next Gen Stats has been measuring games with guys having. Um, you know, these devices in them that can tell all these things about their movements, all that. Yeah, they're tracking them. Tracking. This was the first time in the eight years that they have been doing it that a quarterback on a play mm. or a, in a game had four off, uh, out-of-pocket touchdown throws on the run. Mm. Wow. And they beat the Dallas Cowboys forty-two to ten, <laughs> yeah. and Brock Purdy was he was just awesome that day. So i I think he's a real quarterback. I don't buy all this crap, you know. If if we had twenty four seven football analysis three sixty five three hundred sixty five days a year like they do now, if they had that in nineteen eighty two, Joe Montana will be would be being called a game manager he would be absolutely and so people
0: compare (laughs) brock to joe
7: yeah and rightfully so he's a similar type of player and it sounds i wrote in my column this week it sounds sacrilegious but just look at the numbers of brock purdy over his first 26 starts and compare him to steve young and joe montana now the game has changed massively but it's pretty interesting to compare their first 26 starts of two all-time quarterbacks yeah. anyway
4: i love it 40 years and you still get surprised by the nfl constantly All i'm right. shy i know I <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like I delighted have, by it you know, i am delighted great, by you know.
4: it it's fun it's really fun
0: peter you're the best thank hey, you thank for you doing guys. this great for waking you. up thank early you. always great to see you peter king football i appreciate it thank you peter king podcast yeah. check him out he's, he's the preeminent football writer in this country covering the nfl yeah. uh okay We've got Andrew Bogish standing by. He's got headlines. Good morning, Bogish.
6: Hey guys, good morning. Uh maybe nobody plays quarterback like Patrick Mahomes does, but a few people do sound like him. Some of them are green and amphibious and made of felt. <laughs> Mahomes <laughs> was asked to do a Kermit the Frog impression last night. Oh. I <laughs> not no, I'm cringing. Yeah, I don't think he liked the question. Brock Purdy had more fun when the Nickelodeon kids asked him for his SpongeBob now EJ's gotta tell me if that's good or bad, but he like grabbed his Adam's apple and made that noise oh, uh-huh. as a SpongeBob
4: reference.
0: I thought it was pretty good, actually. I'm gonna answer for EJ, who's off headset right now. My kid is now into SpongeBob. Oh I like really? it. Yeah. Wait,
4: your kid's four years old. SpongeBob? That is not age appropriate. Uh, I know. Well, someone that's not even close.
0: Someone in his class turned him on to SpongeBob, oh, and he has no, no. to watch it. This Take him what out of happens, school. For a <laughs> Get him a, yeah. I'll take Daniel
4: Tiger. I the mean, the that's slums ridiculous. Of
0: suburban New Jersey. What kind of
4: parent are you? No.
0: <laughs> I love it. There's finally a cartoon we can watch together.
6: <laughs> Family guy when he's six.
3: Sp- Spongebob is the GOAT Nickelodeon show. Yeah, but
4: don't so you think four-year-old, that's a little young.
0: Know no, he that's fine. It's all over his head. I was watching, I mean, I was four. I
3: was, it's watch, not just that, I was it, like the Ren and Stimpy when I was
0: four. It's yeah. the I violence.
4: It's, not, it's the yeah, extreme no. violence of all those shows. <laughs> that's not good for your head. Ha- right,
3: you guys watch Tom and Jerry. You guys are funny. I know.
4: <laughs> and, uh, the Roadrunner and the Coyote. Yeah, I yeah.
3: How many times the Coyote got hit with an anvil? Yeah, I mean, yeah. A, you sui- got around, a okay.
4: suicidal wolf? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't yeah. Elmer Fudd chasing him around with a rifle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to kill that rabbit.
0: Yeah, but he had yeah. a hunting
6: yeah. license. It was about following, oh, following paperwork. Tom and Jerry,
4: Tom Tom would re- literally chase a mouse with a butcher knife for <laughs> yeah, a half how, an hour. How,
0: how did all these cartoon characters and all that dynamite? Why wasn't anyone even questioning all but that?
4: But somehow to me, sometimes I watch SpongeBob and I'm like, Whoa, that is a complex theme for a four-year-old.
0: Anyway. Yeah, he doesn't
4: get it. <laughs> Uh, The
6: Niners apparently complaining privately but not publicly about their practice field on UNLV's campus. The NFL laid sod on top of their field turf just last week. It's apparently too soft. Field firmness can be measured. Who knew? The league average is 78, never below 70. This field might be in the 50s. But Kyle Shanahan said last night they will not change their plans because of Mm. any issues. They did not win a Grammy, but the Clippers... Won their Grammy road trip. Dances on Young with three. Lost the handle with two. Throws it up at the horn. Gets fouled. Makes it in. James Harden with a four-point play opportunity. Carlos Jimenez, Clippers Radio Sixers. Great James Harden helping L.A. outscore the Hawks in Atlanta. 149-144, 149-144, 30 points, 10 assists for Harden. His team has won 26 of their last 31 games.
4: I love it. I absolutely love to see James Harden thrive and hit 40-foot bank shots because that's just going to disappoint fans even more in the postseason when he's 2-for-17 in Game 7.
3: What fan? He's played for the Clippers.
4: <laughs> oh, wow. Screw <laughs> <Through> this kid. <sighs> Thank you. <Thank> like <laughs> Who's the bigger enemy of this segment? But, yeah, I mean, Harden is hitting shots that he did not dream of making in Brooklyn or Philly, it's so annoying. The
0: what else we got? The
6: Lakers meanwhile go four and two on their Grammy trip, capped off by last night's one twenty four, one eighteen win in Charlotte LeBron. AD D'Angelo Russell all scored twenty-six plus. And now we go back to the Clay Thompson saga. He's now watching the Warriors finish games. Here's Clay with some enhancement from the one and only Andrew Kaplan. I've accepted it like
4: could be mad, but I'm not getting mad. I'm happy for these young guys honestly. Ooh, and, uh, yeah, we won.
6: Man, it's hard to get wins in this league. Uh, that was Draymond singing in the background, by the way. <laughs> oh, I I, I think he was trying to kind of cut the tension and defend his teammate, uh, but he shouldn't sing anymore. Clay said all of that after last night's 109-98 win in Brooklyn. The Warriors went just four for 22 from three. All four of those makes from Steph, that was their lowest percentage in a win under Steve Kerr.
3: By the way, you could tell which guy's making $100 million and which guy's about to take a mid level exception like somewhere <laughs> else in that clip. Draymond singing like he's got no worries. No, no, Even but he again. He's gone for a month.
6: No, he was doing that. People. He was right next uh, to Clay, and it started with him actually cursing, uh, mm. trying to beat the reporters to the punch. He was doing that on purpose. He was trying to be okay. a good teammate there. That wasn't him being mindless. That was all on purpose, I think, to try and break up a what he thought was an unnecessarily serious conversation
4: well i mean listen clay's gonna need a big guy he only has 274 million dollars career earnings what are you he doesn't care <laughs> about it. he's okay ej he's do not le- worry about he's a legend <laughs> yeah.
3: he's, he's a legend i like i don't want to see clay go out like this you guys don't love clay thompson i know oh yeah love
4: we, know, we love Clay.
3: yeah thompson. i think he's the one guy who Warriors. everybody could say okay everybody could love him
4: but i don't think draymond's happy because he got the extension and uh and clay's worried about money
0: <laughs> well, if you have money, you always want more. Exactly. Uh, generally. I, this would be a fascinating trade deadline. I, I don't know what the Warriors, what their situation is going to be. They yeah. Mike Dunleavy now is their general manager. The Ooh. owner's son is in the front office. This would be crazy for the Warriors, for the Lakers. I mean, Thursday is going to be wild. It feels
4: like all 30 teams want DeJounte Murray. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's fix is DeJounte Murray.
0: Yeah. Mogish. <laughs> Guys, Many I'm nails. done. Awesome. Thank you. Fantastic job. As always, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Coming up, we've got a story that could change the landscape in college sports. We've also got more Super Bowl preview for you, especially around these quarterbacks. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. All right. Halftime show, baby. We're getting closer and closer to the game, but we've been doing theme music of yeah. all the halftime shows of the past. Of course you got your Usher right here. Do you, right do you here. have
4: a favorite off the top of your head?
0: I mean I people really. go to Prince. That was Yeah, I always says Prince. I mean, I've got to see a couple in person. I've been lucky, so I got to see Madonna, Beyonce. I mean, they're all they're all fine. Um,
4: Yeah. By the way, I mean, listen, I agree. Nothing is that spectacular. It is. It's cool. It's um, hard to pick a favorite. Of all the things Prince did in his life, doing the halftime show to me is not. The way people talk about, (laughs) but I love that Peter King was on it. He goes, "Yeah, I haven't watched one since uh, Tom Petty." I was like, "I knew he
7: was going (laughs) to say Tom (laughs) Petty." That
0: squares. If you missed any part of our show, including Peter King who joined us here on the set live, you are welcome to download the Maggie and Proloff podcast. Give us a five star review. We would be so forever grateful. Uh, Before we get into the story that may change the future of college sports. Can I do my top five moments from yesterday? But,
4: Meg, it's just one day. How can you have five moments, We were
0: We were up for for 20 of the 24 (laughs) hours yesterday. I wish I was joking about that, so a lot went down. And this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Okay, Monday, longest day of our natural lives, (laughs) <laughs> Ralph and I and EJ were up for 20 of 24 hours. Here are the top five things that we did yesterday. Number five, watch someone get a back massage while sitting at a blackjack table at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Monday. That's five. That was crazy.
4: Wait, I didn't. Oh. EJ and
0: I saw that on the way yep, to the show. Absolutely. Oh, I was going to yeah. say,
4: what were you doing up at 2 o'clock in the morning? This is the first part of the day. Yes, this is okay. the beginning
0: of the day. Number four on the top five things we did yesterday, I was beyond starving at the end of the day. Hadn't eaten a lot all day. Got it, my first burger from Wall Burgers, yeah. and it was delicious, I think. I don't even think I stopped to taste it, but it saved my life last night. So uh, thank yeah. you to Wahlburgers.
4: I ordered In-N-Out for you, and you actually, did you, is this part of it? You accidentally left on a bus? No, the bus <laughs> said Wait, they were going Wait, you say s- that burger was only because Maggie said I wanted In-N-Out burger? I so did. you sent me and Sully to get In-N-Out, and you're like, I'm going to go hold the bus, and you're gone.
0: <laughs> I couldn't hold the bus. They would you're not like, let me hold the bus. Eat and my burger. I, I had to leave you. That's a funny way to put it. Um, okay, number three on the top five things we did Monday, watch the 11-year-old reporter just absolutely kill it at media awesome. night. Awesome. <laughs> That
4: kid. I don't know why you guys are supporting this 11-year-old and his endeavors. (laughs) Realize he's gonna be sitting where you are soon enough.
0: Five minutes. Uh, Number number two of top five things we did yesterday: an actual, real live magician who performs on the strip in Las Vegas taught us a card trick. Amazing. How lucky are we? That was Murray the magician, who's world renowned, two million YouTube subscribers, billions of views. At the and Tropicana, also the coolest dude. Yeah, awesome. And he showed us a card trick, and then he actually showed us a second card trick that we didn't talk about with like fake no, cars. We can't stop. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I'm gonna, use he's gonna be said. ostracized on the. To
3: be fair, he said he didn't care if you
4: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Did. But I'm gonna use this on people. I don't <laughs> want you to tell All the right, audience. Sh- fake cards. I'm gonna amaze people. <laughs>
0: okay. And the number <laughs> one thing we did yesterday when we were up for 20 of a possible 24 hours out of the day. We attended an Elvis wedding.
4: <laughs> yeah, we did.
0: Yes, it was one of the great moments of of this job. I mean, maybe of our lives. It was a um, Scott and and Michelle who were renewing their vows. They were from Denver, and they got, like, I guess they renewed the vows with Elvis. Serving as the officiant And also Elvis sang songs Walked her down the aisle It was amazing
4: Amazing day I remember I was standing At a random corner In Las Vegas At 10 o'clock last night I said Maggie is it Thursday yet? You're <laughs> like, no it's Monday
0: Still Monday It was a wild so day So here's
4: my question Yeah I know you need sleep I know EJ desperately needs sleep What are we doing today? Let's go Vegas, (laughs) baby. Come on, that oxygen is pumping in the air. I'm ready to go.
0: (laughs) We've got a lot more fun things planned, which I didn't even think was going to be possible. But we're going to put all that stuff up on our social media, especially Murray. You'll be able to see do the sword card trick, which was really phenomenal. And our trip to the Vegas uh, chapel where we saw Scott and Michelle renew their vows uh, by Elvis.
4: Amazing. Yeah,
0: we've got more to do. Elvis costumes hanging in the closet. The
4: other thing, too, just being in Las Vegas, forget the Super Bowl week. You have no idea what you're going to see on a moment-to-moment basis.
0: No. that You know, speaking of that, there was a really interesting story that came down yesterday. I know we want to touch on it for a moment because this is going to be really impactful moving forward. And this is, Perloff, your alma mater. How about Dartmouth? The men's basketball team actually got certified by the National Labor Relations Board that they can be school employees, if I'm reading this correctly.
4: Every legal move that has been made in the last three years has been four players against college sports. Payers are going to get played. Uh, Players are going to get played. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Help me out here. Players Players are are going going to get. get, That's not so easy to say. You just did it very (laughs) easily. Yeah. No. So what's going to happen here is they're going to become a union and they're going to be able to collectively bargain and the courts are going to uphold it. So that's just Dartmouth basketball. Guess who's next? Alabama football at some point down the road.
0: It's a huge story. I mean, Absolutely. it's kind of going under the radar right now yeah. because we're blinded by Mahomes and, and Purdy and rightfully so and this great Super Bowl and Taylor Swift. But make no mistake, this is going to be a landmark moment. Yeah. And, you know, it's probably long overdue. Well,
4: it, I think it could, in a way, save college sports because a lot of coaches are leaving because NAL is a huge pain. This could organize the payments more.
0: Thank yous. Wow. Let's do it. EJ Stewart, first Super Bowl, first sleepless day. Thank you so much. Uh, Jeremy thank you to JT thank you Dave Maronix over there thank you so much of course to Andrew Kaplan to Andrew Bogish, Carlos Ortiz on the ones and twos the weedos the coffee drinkers see
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours